This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast for the week of October 1st. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined on the line by Assad, who is braving through a headache to uh, bail me out on the podcast. Assad, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing, man? Is this a headache related to the birthday thing or not? Uh, no, the headache's related to this call, actually. Wow. Let's wow. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um... All right, man. Look, we ha- we finally have our first taste of uh, Raptors action. Um, the Raptors defeated the Portland Trailblazers. Or rather, the Raptors kind of played the Portland Trailblazers even. And then when the Blazers emptied their bench, it turned out they had some pretty much some of the league's worst players on that bench. And the Raptors have, like, I mean, even with Lorenzo Brown being, like, slightly good now, like... The Raptors have, like, 13 good players. So the Raptors ended up smacking the... the uh, the Blazers, but I say we have a lot to talk about. So let's let's actually start from the beginning of this past week, though. Um, media day, the Raptors uh, Monday introduce all the players, introduce Kawhi for the first time. Um, Asad, what was your reaction when you saw Kawhi and Danny Green and uh, Masai Ujiri emerge from behind that you know weird video board they had for the first time? Oh man, it was nuts. It was pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. Like, the fact that we were able... First of all, shout out to the camera guy for being able to get the stage mm. um, in the shot. It's a beautiful especially stage. With your, yeah, especially with your head being, like, you know, <laughs> in the vicinity. So that was big ups to him. Uh, but, yeah, it was dope. You know, Kawhi came out. You could hear the mm-hmm. cheers from whatever real sports or wherever's up there, that little hallway. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, I was just watching the live stream. I was losing my mind at my desk, so... That was, that was nuts. To actually see them wearing red jerseys, that was nice. Yep. Nice nice thing to see. So, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. You think that uh, the laugh is played out by now or no? Us laughs played out by now. Like, yeah. it still works. I think just the meme the meme works, like, using it as, like, a fake laugh. Like, that fake laugh meme mm-hmm. works for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy all those, but otherwise it's like, yeah, whatever. It's not even that bad of a laugh. Really, it just got caught in between two laughs. Yeah. And I personally think the audio mix is unfair to him because I think uh, Masai's laugh is mixed in there. That's true. Masai was, Which yeah. is, uh, but the camera stays just on Kawhi, so it kind of screws him. But I think uh, Masai's laugh gets mixed in there. So To be honest, when I saw that shit live, I was like, it's just a normal laugh. I the, the one part that took me off laugh guard the most was his first words were "I'm a fun guy." That was that was hilarious. Yo, that was I, 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 
burst out laughing. I'm like, there's no way he just said that. And then before I could even get the tweet out, the laugh happened. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what's going <laughs> on here? Yo, that's what I'm like. The, a little bit. the first 10 seconds of that interview, I was like, yo, this could go south really quickly, right? Because there's a lot of tension. <laughs> People are writing columns about, you know, <laughs> Kawhi skipping out of media responsibilities, which looks really funny, the, though. The most savage part of that response mm. was after the repl- after the laugh. <laughs> you got to ask me more <laughs> questions. Laughing, and then everyone just cries. He's just like, ask something. And it's just like... A- <laughs> Dead tone, modern tone, ask something. Like, yo, yo do your job. Was, what was, are you guys doing here? I was trying to get that mic to ask him that stupid three-point shooting question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, yeah. Shout out to Media Day Will, who was just trying so hard to get as many Raptors to answer the three-point shooting question. Bro, I, I went with an assignment. I went with a story, bro. I wasn't trying. I was, I was maybe one of, like, five reporters in the room that wasn't trying to ask um, all the players about DeRozan asking about Kawhi, asking about Kyle Lowry's being upset. Like, nah, nah. Hey, Nick Nurse, uh, you guys gonna shoot more threes? Yeah. yeah. Nick Nurse is like, yeah, man. I mean, we got we got two shooters and we got rid of DeRozan, so probably. I was like, perfect. That's all. I needed you to say that so I could put that in my story. Um, yeah, man. Look, the mood was was good. Was good. I, I felt like after that first little bit, it kind of really settled. And honestly, like Kawhi. In terms of these issues um, with, uh, you know, his reputation for sort of avoiding media responsibilities and things like that and being notoriously shy, like, you could tell he's shy, he doesn't really want to talk, and there are players that want to talk to the media, like CJ Miles, um, and then there are players like Kawhi, who just, like, you know, want to just say their their piece and do their job and go home, and... Um, you know, like, it's fine to be either of those two players. It's, like, not fine, I guess, if you just go weeks on weeks without talking to the media or whatever. It just, it's not a good look if you're the leading player. But Kawhi has talked to the media three times uh, this week, which is um, quite a lot. Uh, it's It's been encouraging. Uh, the Raptors have also, um, you know, just made this giant story out of. I mean, not even the Raptors, just the media, Raptors media core kind of made this bigger story out of Kyle Lowry's... Um, well, you were saying, uh, man, man, like star player going weeks and weeks without talking to the media. Like, what about if he goes like two whole days? That's a crime. That's that's a crime. That's a crime. I, I can't believe that I turned into a story, you. man. I really didn't. I, I I I feel like there's so much attention on the Raptors season that like everyone's trying to like dig for dirt wherever possible. But like, man, Kyle Irv not talking to the press for two days is not a not. Like, yo, he talked on Monday, so then he didn't talk for two days. Like, it's it's okay. Like, you can get your quotes also from Kyle like, on yo, Friday. Like, Every like we've been watching like all the training camp like post game questions and they've all been like the exact same questions every day. Yeah, like it's not like they've been asking any great questions. Like I couldn't believe that we got through like the entire media day mm. and nobody asked Kawhi if he'd like you know been around Toronto or seen some sites what mm. he might have enjoyed, like just some like regular sh- stuff you'd ask someone who just came to the city. Mm. Nah, 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 skip all that. It was like it was ridiculous. I was like, man, what type of questions are they asking? Like, all right, like I guess you got to do what you got to do, but damn. Yeah, I think that, but I think this is a sign of more to come for like the whole season, though, right? Like, I think yeah. any sort of signs of fracture, any sort of signs of doubt, like you know, people are gonna jump all over it. And I think we should just sort of be prepared for it. Um, did you? The Masai speech was really nice, actually. Watching it in person, I was not one of the people that clapped because. 
you know, this, this whole that's a responsibility thing. But there was like a bunch of people just like in the ACC atrium near like gate five on the the Bremner side, and like yeah, there's a bunch of people clapping in the background. It was it was real cute, and I think Masai had it right, man. I mean, like you know, him telling Torontonians to uh, respect yourselves and stop looking for for other people to validate you was um was kind of needed to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like. It's like when you uh, you're a it's child. It's a weird question to be asked. It's like these two yeah. guys who just came here. You're just like, hey, why do you think nobody wants to ever stay here? Like, bro, what, we're we're here right now. What do you want from us? Like, geez. Like, imagine doing that in your relationship. That's ridiculous, bro. It's like, it's like that's insane. It's like ask the girl you're with, like, yo, why are you with me? Yeah. It's terrible. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. That's exactly. a stupid question. Jesus. Yeah. Yo, so, like, I, I like it because Masai didn't even let it run too long. It was, like, two straight questions like that, and then Masai was like, yo, mm. unload the clip, empty it, and just let it go. That was amazing. That was nice. It was it was well done. I think Danny Green did a great job of taking questions, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he kind of cut the tension. I, shout out he Danny Green for cutting the tension because there was a little bit of tension with Kawhi because everyone didn't really know what was going on. In yeah, fact, I wasn't even hundred percent sure if you were sure. Vivek for remembering his area. Yes, Vivek had the clutch yep. question, yeah. Yep. By saying Kawhi and Danny. Yeah. Yo, but Danny yeah, Green was Danny Green's thirsty, man. He, he, I feel like he's also like on that CJ Miles tip of really liking to talk to the press, which is cool. Whatever. I mean, he's he even got his own podcast. podcast. Yo, Danny Green, pull up on this podcast, please. Yeah, yo, he would. I I think he would. Honestly, you could hope co-host this podcast. This podcast not bad. Danny Green podcast not bad, but the main host he has on the podcast mm. trembles a little too much vocally. Like that guy needs to really settle down. <laughs> he they trembles vocally. Questions. Yeah, the latest episode of Danny Green's pod that was when they were okay. out in Halifax. So yeah. Danny Green doesn't like Donaire that much. So sauce is too sweet. He's what more is of a Euro guy? Um, yeah, yeah. And he says poutines are pretty good. Yo, I, I feel like Canada has to do better than having poutine as a signature food, man. Oh, poutines are fine, man. You just gotta mix it up a little bit. Man. Your signature dish is just like a mess. Like, yo. <laughs> anyway. 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 Uh, there's a lot of good food in Canada. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, the Lowry thing. I think... Um, I think, look, the, the Lowry thing kind of went away once Lowry started talking to the media. And it's funny because, like... I, when like on media day, like it was really awkward because everyone was just trying to grill him about the Rosen and like, do you have any discontentment with Nurse or you know Masai anything like that? Because there have been kind of these like rumors, you know what I mean? Like there was that one IG video where he was there with um, the Rosen and saying like the were people and being all cute with that. What did you think? But he meant by that, by the way. Wait, what happened? You don't you know what I'm talking about that video? I missed this entirely. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. So Kyle Lowry took like a video in the offseason. This was like a couple, maybe like one or two weeks after the trade happened, and Demar was still cheesed. And um, yeah, it was like a it was like a I don't know, just like a FaceTime video where Kyle Lowry kind of he says shout out to the were people, and then like they giggle, and then the video ends. And I was like, what does this mean? Is Kyle taking sides? Um, but. I, I thought he handled it well on media day, though, because he really got grilled a lot. And he just kept saying, like, yeah, I'm a pro. I'm going to come in, do my job. And um, he did let it slip, though, on a question about three-point shooting that he didn't actually talk to Nurse except for one time after the trade, which was kind of odd. But I don't know, man. Yo, look. He like, seemed fine. Kyle he seemed Lowry fine. is a 100% just like, like he, he, he is on the clock 
for however long he is on the clock. As soon as the clock turns off, he's gone. I respect that. You're not getting. He's not accepting any work emails. He doesn't have his work email set up on his phone. Mm. You call him, you're getting like he doesn't accept any calls from an unknown number. Mm. He's just swiping that away. Mm. Like Kyle Lowry does not work off the clock. So, like if you don't know that yet, you're ridiculous. Like bro, the guy was off the clock between a game and a practice, and he went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking Yo, about and then he here? came back with like the Michael Jordan devil eyes, man. <laughs> Yo, that day I practiced. <laughs> I think that was the day he got. In, he didn't he get in a fight with Ben Simmons that day? Was that the, was that the same yeah. day? Man, and we lost that game. <laughs> Yo, Kyle. I mean, look, yeah. Oh, look, Kyle Lowry is not like uh, an above and beyond kind of guy in terms of just his media responsibilities. But I thought, like, in terms of just his court and, 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 you know, his presence on the court and things like that. I think he looks sharp. He came into shape, came into camp in shape. He's a veteran. There's nothing you need to ask Kyle Lowry about his role. Like, he's going to do the same. We saw in the first preseason game, Kyle Lowry is going to do Kyle Lowry things, which he did. Um, like, there's just nothing really to say, really. So, unless he's, you're trying to dig for the story that he's not going to give you, you know, it is what it is, right? So, um, I don't know. That whole thing seemed like a uh, just... I don't know. They made a whole big deal out of nothing. Um, the other storylines that come out of media day slash all of training camp, um, all the training camp stories are very positive, which is sort of par for the course. And so I want to run some of these by you aside because some of them are a little bit ridiculous and some of them are kind of believable, right? Everyone's positive. Everyone's positive right now, but we'll see if it's actually going on. So first one, do you buy this? Norman Powell is back. He trained with the bench unit played with him a lot this summer and instead of working by himself and now he has a better flow and feel for the game and therefore he should be I don't know somehow improved this season do you buy this maybe I with Norman it just comes down to like whether he can actually find his game because mm-hmm. like I still think every time he touches the ball it breaks rhythm okay because that's just how his game is like he's a dynamic ball like he's a dynamic attacker on the ball you mean he's so a like, dynamic ball stopper yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, he's really like, DeRozan. Like he breaks he breaks rhythm, which is fine as long as you can do something with the ball. Mm-hmm. So like with Norm, I think his entire season is just going to come down to can he hit open shots and can he you know finish through contact at least like thirty five percent of the time. Mm. That'd be a great upgrade for him because I think like even in the preseason game, what he he had a really good finish with his left going mm-hmm. left, which we know he can do. Right. Um. He also completely blew a layup and contact going through his right hand so you know mm. with norm it's gonna be the same stuff but it's like i don't buy him being back because i don't think he was like his troubles last year weren't because of like you just i don't know what the hell was wrong with him so well i mean like it's what it's he always said just was... gonna come down to fit like he's okay he's a very derozan style player and that might not exactly that's a harder fit as a puzzle piece so like, he works better when you need someone to, like, be on the ball. Mm. So, we'll see what he does. We'll see how he's able to maximize his game and the time he gets the ball and whether he can make use of, you know, limited opportunities. And by limited opportunities, I mean more about, like, you know, like, you get the ball, like you get limited touches. Like, you get a touch on the ball. You're not, like, bringing the ball up every time. You're not getting as many dribbles with it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how that works out for him. Um. By Norm's own estimation, so the when he was he was asked about um like why he struggled 
uh, last season, why he struggled so much. And his explanation was, you know, he came back from that injury and he just, like, couldn't get into flow with anybody. The starting unit had a really good rhythm with OG. The bench unit had a really good rhythm with, um, you know, the, just the whole bench mob. And then in the occasional spot starts where, like, CJ will have a baby or CJ would have a toothache or, like, um, I don't know, Delano miss a game here or Fred will miss a game here. And, like, Norm came in. Like, he just said he couldn't get into the flow, which I thought was – I don't I don't know, man. I don't know if that's necessarily explains everything because I've, we've seen Norm succeed in smaller doses before. But um, I think the like, bigger – The, the bigger, thing is, like, Norm Norm's biggest accomplishment before was, like, stepping in for Damari Carroll sitting out going from the third string to the basically starting unit. Right. And then succeeding. So I don't understand how that's an excuse, but like, I'm, that's just what he's saying right now. I mean, the thing was the bigger th- issue with like whether Norm bounces back or not is just like how is he going to find minutes, man? Like, the Raptors have a very deep rotation, um, and even though I, I, I like Norm, I believe in Norm, um, but I still struggle to see where you would find minutes for Norm. Are you going to play him ahead of Danny Green? Uh, CJ Miles, those that those are two other weaker spots of the roster where you're like, you know what, one of those two guys, he has to beat out those guys, and like, I don't know, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really tough. So that like Norm really, realistically, Norm's minutes are gonna come in the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Wow, wow. When they're up by twenty. Wow, wow. Which well, is gonna be a lot of games this season, so he's gonna get a lot of like eight to ten minute performances. I think that is yeah. true. I look forward to the Norm and the Greg Monroe two-man two tandem in garbage time. So we're going to be yeah, a great man. garbage team. And Lorenzo Brown as well. It's, uh, you know, bootleg DeMar and JV. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, next one. Uh, do you buy this? Serge Ibaka has improved his handle and is going to protect the rim more this season. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't laugh. Yo, what is this man improved his handle like Yo. what just like, how how do you know that like from him like stirring the pot all right, all right. my pussy chef <laughs> yo relax yo i, I don't want to criticize Serge for his cooking show because i enjoy it so much but he looks like a I terrible chef bro he's only he ever used three ingredients all right it's salt and pepper and it's like the salt and pepper that you get from like uh the dollar store right like dollarama salt and pepper like none of like the artisanal like you're cracking the peppercorn or you're like there's a grinder for like sea salt nothing like that just like bare like bottom barrel salt and pepper and then occasionally some water like if you go back and watch these episodes that's all he's putting into these things man it's just a meat, every time it's just a meat dish yeah and it's just like a very very <laughs> simple meat dish which he put like like barely very little seasoning on bro he says and he like, loves to cook like rice Yo, he says he loves to cook, and he gave Damar worms with salt and pepper and white rice, unseasoned <laughs> white rice. Just, just anyway. Um, all right, so the, okay, it this like, is, well, it wasn't like he was serving Kawhi, right? Wow, wow. I'm looking forward to this bench mob episode. It's coming out next week, yeah, or I guess this wait. week. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Um, one okay, so to give some background on the search thing, there's this like interview that he gave to this like Spanish newspaper. Um, where he apparently worked out with this like Spanish trainer, um, who was this like short five six Spanish dude with glasses, like in his fifties, and apparently, yeah, he's improved his handle, supposedly. 
Um, and then in terms of the rim protection thing, that was just Nick Nurse saying, you know, Serge's role should be to protect the basket more and be more physical and go for some rebounds. Which, um, I don't know, man. All of that seems attainable, but then we also got to remember with Serge that anything that seems attainable with Serge, you just got to dial back your expectation like 33%. You know, because he's going to give you two-thirds of what you think he's going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this, that, I don't buy that one either. All right. <laughs> Do you buy this one? Okay, so in, in the Portland Trailblazers game, Jack Armstrong was going on and on about how CJ is in the best shape of his life and um, how CJ has put these little, uh, not even setbacks, just like, you know, he had a couple bumps in the road last season. You know, having a child, you know, it was not a bump in the road, it's a gift, but, you know, still, it, it, there comes with, there comes a, a real-life cost to that, and also he had some uh, small nagging injuries, um, but do you buy that CJ is having is in the best shape of his life? And do you think that CJ is going to play defense? Uh, no, CJ is not going to play defense. Mm. But uh, I do think he's definitely in the best shape of his life. Like the dude looks like noticeably leaner mm. than he did last year. Mm. Uh, last year, like his, he seemed like his steps. He seemed to be like lagging a yeah. lot on his steps, which like um, he's taking shots and he's getting them off, but he just didn't seem to like be like zipping around. Right. Which I thought was par for the course. That was the first time looking at CJ Miles like with any like real focus. Mm. But now like he came in like that first preseason game, he was running around pretty well. It was nice to see. Like he hit uh le- like it was one of those leaning threes off a screen where he's leaning forward. Mm-hmm. Like off his toes. Like that's a hard shot to hit. And like you have to be pretty lean to be able to like get that shot off with balance. Okay. So I like he definitely looks like he's in a lot better shape, which makes sense because he is gonna be fighting for minutes this season, so but defense, hell no, was he playing defense? Bro, he got burned <laughs> off of like a simple jab, jab step by Jack Lehman. Oh, man. Like, sure, Serge blocked the shit out of him, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh my God. It was like, Serge. like, it wasn't even a move to get past CJ. It was like hilarious. He just drove, bro. Um... He just gave up a baseline drive. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Yo, by the way, that, that Blazers roster is just so random, man. I couldn't I couldn't believe the names that were coming in after CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. I feel like they're really wasting their talents with this the rest of that roster. Cause like the more players that came in, the more I'm like, yo, these guys are trash. They added, they added Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas, and that like improved their like top seven. Bro, like look at the players that have in the roster. What is that team? Yeah, no, they're all bad. Like Anaku's bad. Wade Baldwin is bad. Gary Payton like, second is bad. They have the entire cast of Portlandia on their bench, which like, I guess is their brand, so that works. That, I, I was going to say, yeah, they, they certainly have a type, you know? Jack yeah. Lehman, Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, sorry, Nick like, Stauskas. Four of those dudes are Blake Murphy. Uh, yo, listen. <laughs> Blake Murphy is Nick Stauskas, all right? Like, that's really, like, Blake Murphy left Raptors Republic and joined the Portland Trailblazers uh, preseason. <laughs> this is uh, the why I joined the athletic team. <laughs> um, Yeah, okay, so, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I like the CJ thing, too. I think, like, yeah, it is noticeable that his body looks better. Whether or not that translates to actual success in the court, we'll see. Um, but, obviously, it can, only, it can only help. But I don't really see CJ as this defensive type. He's never really been that kind of guy. It's just whether or not he hits some more threes. I don't know. I think he's probably going to have the same year as last year. The one guy, though, that I do think might have a pretty significant change is Jonas Valanciunas, who had a great game in Portland 
Uh, he got the first on the Reaction Podcast. Um, there is a general belief out there that JV is going to be uh, all-star caliber now that he's paired with Nurse, who Nurse has spent more time with anyone else on the coaching staff for the last five years working with JV. JV loves Nurse. He kind of has thrown a couple of subliminal shots uh, at Dwayne Casey because, you know, he's he said a lot of very complimentary things about Nurse. He actually even, you know, I think Jonas had the most savage moment of, uh, of of media day when, you know, he was like, he was asked about the DeRozan trade. He's like, well, we got better. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> nobody else would say it. Nobody else would say it. But JV is like, yeah, you know, we got better. I was like, all right, there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think of JV under this new offense? And also like, what do you just think about JV in general? Cause it feels like last Yo, year he really redefined his ceiling. JV's not going to be an all-star this year. That's ridiculous. Okay. That's like, that's insane. Like okay, that's but just can not going to happen. Can you take a leap? Bro, Kyle Lowry barely gets into the all-star game. You think they're going to let a third guy from the Raptors make the all-star game? Like, all right, fair. even if we won, even if we were like had 50 wins at the all-star break, Mm-hmm. We're getting in two guys max. Okay, well, you can't be 50 wins at the All-Star break. I, I don't even think you play 50 games. Well, yeah, you play 50 <laughs> games up to the All-Star break. Okay, it, look, if the Raptors go 50-0, and 0, I feel like JV's going to the All-Star game, all right? <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah, but I, it, I do think JV's going to have a lot better season this year. I, I did The one thing I did like in preseason, I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen moving forward. Mm-hmm. It might just have been a preseason thing. But... It seems like Nurse is, if Nurse is entirely sold on Serge Ibaka only playing the five, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be, I think it, it would be really cool if they're just doing Serge and JV basically like as hockey lineups where they're just going out there doing five to six hard minutes and then subbing out for the other one. That's perfect. I think that's probably the best way to use your center in the modern NBA is like you yeah. just have to be that active, man. But Jonas looked amazing in that first preseason game. First of all, he looks a lot leaner than he has in like years mm. like like he still looks strong but he looks lean again and like he looks like he's at least moving a little bit better like it's not like it doesn't sound like every single one of his steps like hurts <laughs> so <laughs> that was Yo, pretty I mean, cool like the fact that he was able to shoot a three get the offensive rebound and do a full drive yeah the fact that he pulled off a euro step in game yo that was pretty nuts Jonas like, might be the, the only European I have not seen take a Euro step, and he finally did one. And it was nice, too. It was a really nice that finish. Was nice yeah. Yeah. He, it, like, he had, like, whether his passing ability is actually, like, stepped up or not, like, yeah, he had that nice one handed pass to the corner to Lowry. Mm. Like, w- that's to be seen. But I do think he looks like he's moving around a lot better. Yeah. So, you know, of course, with Jonas, there is some injury risk. So. Well, um, hopefully if he's lighter it's, it's 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 easier yeah. on that end but i also think yeah. that like in order with in order for jv to improve right like i think they've kind of accepted that he has shortcomings on defense right he's never going to be a good perimeter defender in fact if he has to come yeah. anywhere outside the paint it's, it's going to be a problem um but i think they've already acknowledged that but they just like they see a little bit more with jv on offense in terms of what he can give you especially in shorter bursts where um, I'm not sure if he's going to come off the bench. I don't think he should. I think he should go play with the starting unit. Um, I think just, just game one was just, like Nick Nurse said, he, he's just tossing some ideas out there. Um, but, like, yeah, I think JV um, offensively can't, like, I, we saw it last season, right? He, he became more dynamic. He he started working these dribble handoffs, and, and he is getting the ball in the post with an actual um, – 
directive to actually make plays. And I think the Raptors gave him that trust because we saw a number of situations in that first Portland Trailblazers game where the Raptors would try to run some action. It wouldn't work. And then they would specifically give it to JV so that they can go off the ball and try to get open. And they would trust JV to be able to make the right read to deliver the next play, whether it's on um, turning it into a handoff or just, you know, swing into the weak side or whatever. Like, and I thought JV did a good job of that. Like his, 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 he's in terms of just his passing and recognition, it's night and day compared to what it was previously. Um, And so I don't know if that instantly turns him into an all-star or anything like that, but it's going to be quite dynamic. And I think that, uh, I mean, I I don't think there's much of a case for Serge to really start over JV if they want to split up the centers, but you know I I think I think there is. So this is what I'll say. Like my case is, I think that when you have Lowry and Kawhi on ball in Mm -hmm. the starting lineup, Mm -hmm. I think there's more utility in just having Serge as on offense because he's more of a he's he's like you can have him as a standstill shooter, right? Yeah, but I mean, versus, like, you can also make know, the case. Versus, I don't. I understand. I understand. Like screening and stuff like that is useful. Right, right. But like, you put Serge out with that lineup, he has more utility because I think JV has, like, JV skills might be better utilized with the bench unit, which might struggle to create half court offense, right? Mm. Where you can use JV as basically like this like bolster to that second unit offense. Because the thing is, I think we're going to see all season is that really the Raptors have maybe eight starters, right? Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of mixed lineups. And it's going to be how do you pair, how do you, I think the goal is to keep one, like one to two guys on the floor at all times who can get their own, get their own bucket. Mm -hmm. And JV counts as one of those guys because he can get his own bucket in the post. You can run a straight post up for JV and get something out of it. Or you can run a screen and roll with JV and get something, get a good look out of it every time. Right. Like that much we know, like JV as an offensive threat is a, like a a very good freaking player. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you include him in offensive action, you can get a good look. So I, I would count him as one of maybe, I think, three or four dudes we have on the roster that can get their own bucket. Uh, yeah, so I think the goal with Nurse is having at least two guys like that that you that can get their own bucket anytime. So that way, if um, defenses get very switchy mm-hmm. or if like the first set of like, um, like the first bit of motion doesn't really work, you go you switch over to that. And you can get a good look out of it. But otherwise, it's going to be get two or two of those type of guys on the floor and then have the other three be a mix of defenders and shooters. I actually like the starting lineup that we threw out for that preseason game was actually really interesting mm. because like it was like, OK, you have CJ Miles as the four technically. I mean, it should have been OG. He's a four or three. It doesn't really matter because you have Kawhi out there who can switch up to the bigger guy. Yeah. But and norm- again, normally you, you would have OG. There, though, with that CJ, like that lineup, it was CJ and then you had Serge, Danny, Kawhi, and Kyle. That's four plus defenders at each of their positions. Yeah. And then you have CJ, right? So that gives you four defenders, but five guys who can shoot mm. uh, like above thirty eight percent from three. Right. Which is kind of nuts. Yeah. No, the, the Raptors then, have a ton of yeah. shooting, man. We had nine shooters so last season I, that shot thirty six. But that was a lineup I hadn't really thought of. I hadn't thought of pairing Danny and CJ on the court at the same time. Mm. Which actually came to one of the other interesting things that I just saw was a small, it was like one small off-ball action. And it didn't actually result to a bucket or anything because I think there was a foul called off-ball. But it was um, Danny and CJ screening for each other at Mm. like the elbow three, at the wing three. Right. Which like, 
theoretically one of them is going to be guarded by the four. Mm-hmm. Like the four man has to guard one of Danny, uh, Kawhi, or CJ, the other team's four man. So like the easiest, way, the only real way to defend those two screening for each other would be like to switch. Because you can't really give either of them any breathing room, mm-hmm. like with the their ability to shoot. So that's a really cool action. I, it was like a really quick action. I saw off ball, and I think that's like that's kind of crazy that we have that ability now. Mm-hmm. Given that in the past the Raptors really would only have like one dead eye shooter on the floor at best. It and was like, and it was like, like Terrence Ross. Yeah, um, yeah. I think what we saw with the starting lineup in in Portland, and, and like that's probably like maybe fifty percent of the Raptors play calling package like Nick Nurse even openly admitted he's like yeah I got like 11 plays in right now right whereas years past he said he said he had like you know uh you know uh, entire binders full of plays you know um but yeah I mean like from what we saw already like there's a lot of off-ball screening and like that's what you would expect out of a team with a ton of shooters and um it's gonna benefit this team but the only thing was like with JV though like like I feel like, just in terms of just like maximizing and creating space, I think JV actually creates more space rolling to the rim than Surge does create space, um, just like spacing the floor. Because like I don't think teams actually respect Surge that much. Like when we saw like Surge screening for Kawhi or whatever in the first quarter, like the defense would just send two guys to Kawhi and then like they would kick out the Surge, and it's like it's an okay play, but you know I'd, I'd rather have JV going to the basket and like one small misstep. And you're getting a JV layup, or you're getting an open jumper by Kawhi in the mid range, or you're getting a kick out into the corner for three. Like, I just feel like that fits more offensively, and even defensively. I think like we saw like the downsides of Serge defensively is just like he's small and he's he's not strong. He can't really hold his position. Like Nurkic bullied him a couple of times, and the Raptors yeah, couldn't really get lie. bored. Yeah, didn't look terribly great. No, he didn't, man. Yes, just, he looked he, he looked like a man that eats worms all the time. Yeah, yeah like that dude, like. He definitely needs to wear leg sleeves because his knees look old. Yeah, no, they are old, man. Like, without him wearing leg sleeves, I get a little antsy out there. I'm like, oh, man, that guy's got really old legs. Like, at one point, I'm like, man, he looks like Sixers-era Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, come on, man. Like, the way he runs. Come on, man. Like, there's some limberness in the way, like, like, like he's not limber. He's very, like, lumbering when he's running. There's still another year on that contract. (laughs) <laughs> and it's worth more money than the previous two years. Yeah, man. Like, I just, like, you know, once he turns into Jimmy Butler, it'll be fine. But Wow. For now, I guess we deal with it. The whole Jimmy Butler trade saga is quite strange, man. There's this new report out there that Jimmy Butler and his agent are furious because they don't think the Tim Rolls are actually taking this seriously. And they're basically just, like, taking him hostage, which is really funny because he's basically taking the team hostage as well. Like... It's kind of weird for him to be upset, but be I would love for them to just not trade him. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play though. You know, you know, here's the thing. If you're t- if you're Tibbs, right? Mm. You're going to get fired anyways. Right. No, I, so I don't know if he's going to get fired though cuz that's I feel like the only reason he hasn't been fired yet is because the Timberwolves are too cheap to pay his contract. In which case, if that's the case, if you're going to get like a 3-4 team trade, just every team should just chip in like 5 million dollars. To the Timberwolves, so they can just buy out Tips's contract. I'm serious. <laughs> that's how like the Suns would used to operate. I feel like that's how the Timberwolves are. Like, yo, we gave all this money to Towns and uh, Wiggins, and you know we don't have enough money to pay Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, but they're heartless. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's talk about Kawhi finally, man. Kawhi, 12 points in his debut. Who's Kawhi? Bro, the best player the Raptors have ever Kawhi, had. Wait, Kawhi Leonard, the Spur? The Spur? No, 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 no. No, he's on the Raptors now, bro. What? Kawhi Leonard's a Raptor? Yo, dude. Chill, hold up. Dog. Bro. For real? I, honestly, man, it's hard to believe. It really is hard to believe. I can't believe. I, I had like four or five different uh, things going on on Saturday night. You know, it was Nui Blanche on Saturday night in Toronto as well. And uh, nah, man, I'm staying home to watch Kawhi Leonard. All right. I'm watching Kawhi Leonard in preseason take the court in Vancouver. And uh, he looks sharp, man. He looks sharp. The highlights are nice. You know, if you haven't seen them already, I don't know what you're doing, but go see them. But, um, you know, first bucket of the game, a little nice little crossover, get into the mid range, pull up, open shot, bang. Um, Yo, I'm not going to lie. His game is hella boring. Yeah, of course. We know this, though. Like, like he has, like, a very no, straightforward I thought, I thought, game. I thought it would still be, like, I thought I'm, like, yo, because I watch highlights, I'm, like, yo, it's pretty dope to watch. But then, like, he's, like, he just needs to add a little bit of swag to, like, no. his aesthetic. No, no. He's just, like, yo, all he, he cares he about is getting the bucket. He, just, he holds the follow-through, like, mm. you're supposed to. It's very fundamental. He's got to <laughs> do a little more with his legs. Actually, he needs to wear longer shorts. Okay. So they, like, move in the air a little more. That might help his... Help him. Um, I mean, look, it's boring, I guess, but I mean, like, it's 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 goddamn effective, man. Eleven free throws as well. I think he was uh, clearly willing and not afraid to take contact, which is a good sign uh, post injury. And you know, I, I think I, the only thing that was a little bit off was that he missed five free throws and he and he he uh, short ironed his three point attempts. But I feel like. That stuff's going to come eventually. He's obviously a very good shooter. So, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with his debut. What did you see from his debut? Joe's ruthless effectiveness. Like, he just got to whatever spot he wanted. Yeah. Like, there was no point where I felt like he got stopped. Of course, Portland doesn't have, like, a single dude who can guard. No. So, it's like, like, at no point did it seem like he couldn't get to a spot he wanted to get to. And, like... He didn't have to really force anything. Like it felt like he was just like sleepwalking through the, and that was pretty wild. Where I was just like, "Damn, this guy's like legit good." And there was like, like he was getting deflections on ball like pretty quickly, mm-hmm. like pretty routinely. And it's just like, man, this guy's terrifying. Right. Like it's it's nuts. I actually don't know like how like to cheer for him yet because it's like. Everything he does is like, like I don't know whether if something's cheer worthy or if that's just like routine. Like I'm like, oh shit, that's amazing. It's like, oh no, that's just what he does normally. So it's like, eh. And like the next thing he does is even more amazing than that. Like he crossed that guy over, you know, hits a jumper, and the bench goes wild. That's like, <laughs> you know what? That's like, like maybe a seven out of ten Kawhi play. Exactly. <laughs> There's probably a lot more there. No, there is tons. There's so so much more with Kawhi, and I think. Um, the strength thing, I think, is a is a is a really nice point to point out because I think even as much as DeRozan was like a pretty imposing and very crafty finisher in the paint, he was always a guy who would try to slither and sneak by guys, and occasionally if you can get even on two Demar's feet. drives, it seemed like he, like as soon as the body got there, it seemed like yeah. it was like running and stand because he'd have to push through the guy. Exactly. Why? Just like it was just no. bounce off him. He's just kind of yeah, exactly. He's kind of bigger and stronger. He's a really strong base. Um, and like he, he'll drive, he'll get to the block, and he'll yeah. stop, 
Like he'll do a plant. He does not. He's not worried about like catching the big man off guard, like off rhythm mm-hmm. to like beat him to the top. Like he's perfectly fine with stopping, gathering himself, and then just going through the big guy. And that's like nuts. Yeah, it, it's and I think it helps his playmaking too. I think that was one thing where I thought in the first quarter, like the the Blazers were really trying to send extra bodies at him, and he was just consistently able to just like take the pressure and just make the right pass, like. Um, he, I think he had finished with three assists. Like the Raptors as a whole didn't generate a lot of assists. Although I think there's a lot of passing in that in that in that offense. But um, yeah, man, I think I think you know there's a lot more there, and the, the little bit that we saw was already pretty promising, which is which is nice. Um, I think the Raptors are probably gonna eventually ramp up his minutes, and we'll see more and more, and we'll see. Um, you know, slowly we'll see the best come out of him. But so far, he looks healthy. Um, he looks effective. He's silent as always on the bench. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's whatever. This is what we came to expect from Kawhi and and I guess the Raptors are getting it, which is nice. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about before we, uh, call quits on this pod, uh, there was a suggestion out there. I've been browsing real gem a lot recently. And one guy brought up this thing about how the Raptors could use a second ball handler in the starting lineup. And I think that was a little bit tied into the fact that Danny Green didn't have a great game. And um, a lot of Spurs fans were in my mentions being like, oh, man, Danny Green, he sucks. You know, like, you should get used to him sucking. Which I thought was like, I thought Danny Green was really well liked, but apparently not. Probably Which is kind of wild because they replaced him with Wes Johnson, but okay. <laughs> Bro, how dare you? DeMar DeRozan, man, seven points. Seven points yeah. in the Spurs debut. Outplayed by Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay had a nice game, actually. I don't even want to sign a Rudy Gay. Mars um, gonna be fine. Yeah, he's joking. He's, he's gonna be fine. They're all gonna take long twos. The whole the, every single player on the team is taking a long two, except for Marco Bellinelli, who also likes to take long twos. By the way, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, what do you think about this idea of adding a second ball handler, specifically someone like DeLon Wright, to the starting lineup because if you have a other ball handler, you're able to get off a little bit better in terms of just like the types of looks that you're going to get from the three point shooters. Like if you're probably trying to maximize Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard and this third other starter, which is probably going to be OG right uh, on the wing, then you, you could use another guy who can slash a little bit. Cause at the moment right now you have Kawhi, but he's not necessarily a playmaker although i did compliment his playmaking earlier kyle Lowry can you know create for others but then the rest of that roster can't really create too much offense for themselves and so yeah sure i think i think it'll work out however it works out like mm-hmm. i think at the end of the day like if fred delon and kyle are healthy all season like you're gonna see them just like like delon and fred are gonna have to play enough minutes where they're just gonna see a lot of lineups with two ball handlers yeah like it's just gonna happen naturally. The other side of it, I think, just like in terms of like Kawhi being out there, like say just the starting lineup itself, Kawhi does a lot of his offense out of the post and the mid post. Mm-hmm. Like he's freaking amazing in the post. Yeah. So when you already have a guy that's going in the post a lot, like you don't really need, I think, the ball handler mm-hmm. outside of like the secondary ball handler at that point, because then it's better to have like straight up spacing. Mm-hmm. I would assume. So I think it all work out. The fact that the Raptors have the options is nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fret it too much because I don't think they lost that much in ball handling going down from DeRozan to Kawhi. Mm. And I think Lowry makes up enough of it. And the fact that Lowry was driving so much really, I think, adds a lot because what they'll, it's gonna do is at some point 
people are going to have to crash. Like you mm-hmm. can't play Lowry one one going to the basket every time. Right. So it's an interesting thought, sure, but I don't. Also, it was one game, and that wasn't even the starting lineup. I think with OG in the lineup, it's probably you might need to have a second ball handler mm. just because I don't know if OG's that good of a shooter. Like realistically, we'll see. We'll see. Like we'll see. Like he shot like close to forty percent last year, but that could also be just like you know a one-off. So we'll see mm-hmm. how OG shoots this year. Mm-hmm. And that's the one. That's like you asked where Norm Powell might get minutes. That's where it is. Like if OG oh, hits a wall, you think he'll take it off an OG? Mm. Well, here's the thing: if yeah. OG hits a wall, right, and his like he can't shoot, like his shooting hits a wall. Yeah. His defense is not as valuable as it was last year with, with more defenders in the lineup. Exactly. So, like, that's okay. where it's, like, you can take it. But OG's, like, shown a lot, like, in terms of just, like, IQ and knowing where to be in the right spot. So, right. I doubt it. Like, in terms of just awareness on the court, I'd, I think he's, like, well ahead of Norm. So Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, we saw yeah. what happened to the starting lineup after uh, OG replaced Norm, man. It, it took off entirely. So, um yeah, I mean, I think part of the thing here is that, like, there's no wrong answers necessarily. Like, um, I think the only wrong answer is, like, starting Surge and JB together for extended periods and, and not moving away from that. Because I really do think that makes the I don't Raptors... think they're going to play together at all this season. I just don't... It's not happening. It's just, like, there's really not inflexible. To, there's, no, there's not enough big guys to do that to warrant doing that. No, and, like, the the big guys are going to punish dudes. Like, I just trust JB to do it by himself. Like, I don't yeah, need Ibaka like, coming in from the weak side to block the shot. I, it's, it's not as valuable. I'd rather have Serge be a five that can be a little bit more mobile and contain pick and rolls better. That's it. Like, just, the way I see it, it's like Danny Green and CJ Miles, is, it's going to come down to which one of them shooting better that day. Mm-hmm. Whoever's shooting better that day, whoever's hot is going to play more. Right. Danny okay. Green gives you defense, sure. But, like, it's I don't think defense will be needed for most of the regular season, at least. Right. Like, most of these lineup things are going to come – playoff time where we'll have better information mm-hmm. but for the regular season like when you have this many guys it's just like you're gonna blitzkrieg almost every team in the league anyways yeah and at some point in that 48 minute game you're gonna find the combination of five guys who are on that night that's true and you're gonna roll them there's just we have too many good combinations to not be able to match somebody the only team that you can't match like the only way you can't match is a team that can do everything you do but also do it at an elite level mm-hmm which is one team in the league. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. No, it's going to be a good year, man. It's going to be a good year. Asad, thank you for doing this. Happy birthday. Yeah, again, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. You're washed now. You're on the wrong side of redacted age. <laughs> You're old now. It's, it is what it is, man. No, it's, it's, it's going to be a great year for the Raptors. Um, follow Asad on Twitter, at Lasers. Uh, follow me on Twitter at William underscore Lou, and yeah, I mean the the plan. I mean, if you, if you haven't heard this program in already, so I'm just gonna repeat it again. Otherwise, it's a little bit repetitive. But um, the Ten Things Recap is out there. Um, the Reaction Podcast is gonna be back. I'm gonna. I think Zarrar and Sam are gonna take some more of them this year, and I'm not just gonna take all of them. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, the weekly podcast is always going to be back. There's the weekly extra podcast that Arara is doing, which I think has been really good so far through the first couple episodes. And so check out all of that and check out all the other content on Raptors Public. Um, and yeah, that does it for the podcast, man. We'll see you guys next week.